Hello everyone, and in today's episode I'm joined with Mark, who, um, who has Crohn's disease, and um, we, we, we talk about his journey with Crohn's disease and his, um, his whole story, um, which I'm really interested to uh, hear about. Um, so thank you Mark for joining me today, and um, if you just want to start with like saying a little bit about yourself and um, your, like, your journey with Crohn's disease. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate this. Uh, I was speaking with Mason on my Instagram live. So we had a nice chat. I got to hear his story. So now we get to chat about mine. So that's pretty cool. Thanks for having me on. This is to be, it's going to be a really fun conversation. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm from uh, New Jersey in the United States. I am 34 years old. I was first diagnosed when I was 26 but my symptoms started when I was 24, so about 10 years ago. Um, I've been in remission for the past five years, um, luckily. That's so good. that was af after some surgery, and then I got on Humira, and I really focused on diet and exercise. I noticed that really helped. Plus, I've just been lucky. I feel like it's a real, um, you have to really appreciate all the things that you have, because it's a blessing just to be in remission, because you know my yeah. Humira can stop working any minute. Yeah, that that is the the best thing to be in to be in remission. Like um, I'd say I'd say I'm kind of, I'm 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 in remission. I'd say from um from like being on Himera because I take um Himera, um, like the injections every two weeks. So I'd say um it it's good to be in remission because um you kind of feel like um you don't have in a way you feel like um you don't actually have like Crohn's disease. You kind of forget about it a little bit, which is um, which is good, but you still know it's still there. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I, I always talk to people about this too. Like I, I kind of feel weird that I'm in remission because it feels like I'm not part of the community anymore because I'm not going through anything. Um, so sometimes I don't know what to talk about, but like I noticed that just talking about things I went through is, is always a good way to help people out as well. Definitely. And yeah, yeah. I've, I actually have my little paper here that I write down all the dates that I take my Humera so I don't forget yeah. to take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, like, 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 because I'm, um, like, like the other wicket, um, like uh, uh, it was all messed up. It was it, like um, like the, the injection went everywhere. So of course on on the calendar, I think uh, from September it's marked um, like where I would have it. So of course now when I look on the calendar, I have to like forget about the week that it's ticked on. I have to go to the other week where it's not ticked on. So it gets a bit confusing. But I do have like a little booklet where you just um, like you write when you've had your injection and how it's gone. Yeah, yeah, I write down the date, and then I write down if I give it on my left thigh or right thigh, because I heard it's good mm -hmm. to go back and forth, yeah, so I, mean, I always forget what I did. Yeah, because um, I, I think you can do it in your, um, um, like, a, you can do it in your thighs and, and in your um, tummy as well, I think. I, I always do the thighs. The only yeah. time I did the tummy was the first time they did it, and that was when the nurse did it for me. Yeah, yeah. That, that, Where do you normally take it? Yeah, I, I'm similar to you because, um, like, uh, like, um, the first, um, I think it was the first, like, the loading doses that I got done by the nurse at the hospital, well, my IBD nurse, um, like, she, she put it in my tummy, and I thought it was all right. Um, like, it, I didn't mind it because it's probably a little bit fatter than, um, like your thighs, but um, I thought because I, I, I won't inject myself, um, like, uh, it's easier for my mum and dad, like, my mum to, uh put it in and it, I, I do find it a little bit um, better that way in your thighs. 
I think because when I first got it, it was like a month or two after my surgery. So they, they took a foot of my intestines out and they, I have a scar from like my belly button and it's about six, seven inches down. So when I first started the Humera, I think my stomach was so sensitive. I was kind of afraid to do it in the stomach. So I was like, let me just do the thigh. Yeah. It seems easier. Yeah. Because um, like, 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 um, is it like when you inject yourself, does it um, like when you first inject yourself, what would you feel it like? Um, well, I don't mind needles. Like I'm pretty comfortable mm -hmm. with them. Um, I knew it was just going to be like a little, a little prick and that's it. So like that mm -hmm. didn't bother me. I was just afraid of messing it up, which yeah. I've done before. Like I, you, we were just talking about that, how I, one time I injected it and then I kind of like let go too early and then all the medicine sprayed down my <laughs> leg and I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. But I've actually done that, I think two or three times and I haven't noticed any problems. I just take it the next two weeks when it's time again. Yeah. But I can imagine that the first time that happens to people, they're probably like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, because it is like, um, like, like, like at first you look at, oh no, oh no, this, it's gone everywhere. And, and, and then you look back and you just laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah when I first did it, I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, screw it, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, because um, it's all, it's all, it's all like, um, it's like, it's all like all learning, isn't it? It really is just taking it one day at a time. You know, I think so many people strive for, 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 for perfection that they kind of forget that, you know, learning is just an experience. So when you yeah. take the experiences in, that's how you get better. Yeah. Cause like, with like, like, with like speaking out about like Crohn's disease and like educating other people at the same time, you're learning more things yourself. <clears throat> that's totally true. Even to this day, just speaking with so many people on my Instagram live and hearing their journeys like it changes my perspective on things and it makes me appreciate things just you're always learning from others yeah because you've got like um you're learning things about them like like that's a good thing about like instagram you've got lots of people out there like um hearing their stories and just absolutely yeah. and even though i've been in remission for the better part of five years there's still some days where my stomach does bother me but i just kind of look at it differently than i maybe i would used to um, yeah yeah, I think even last week I had like a day where I just I ate something and it just went right through me, but it just happens. Yeah, it does happen. Like um, I'd say, um, like a, a big trigger for me was like spicy foods where I had to avoid them. But um, like um, especially I, I, I like especially with um a kebab. I liked having a kebab. Um, I like having the, like chili sauce of it. That, that was my favorite. Bit, having a kebab and then I had to uh, not have chili sauce anymore, which like um, like like before I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I was I, I, I did like my like spicy foods, hot foods, and then um, I'm alright with not having them, but um, um, I might like like it's 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 okay. Yeah, see, that's the funny thing. Like spicy foods don't bother me, but they bother you. They might not bother somebody else. Like everyone's different, but it's the same disease. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, definitely, and. Uh, and that uh, we don't know how we got Crohn's disease, but um, that, that that is like the mystery. I have my theories. I don't know if they're scientifically proven, but like growing up, I ate a lot of fast food, a lot of processed food, a lot of McDonald's and Burger King. And I was a smoker for 10 years, cigarettes, and I used to drink all the time, always drinking alcohol and partying. So I, it makes me think if that is a consequence yeah. Maybe possibly, I don't know if that's any connection there or correlation, but could be. Yeah, I said this in like a, a past episode to uh, to someone who came on the, my podcast. I said, um, like, um, 
I, ha I did have a theory about how I got Crohn's disease because I, like, when I was, like, even before I had Crohn's disease, I had, like, acne spots on my face where um, I got um, spot cream for it. And on the back, it said, um, may cause ulcerative colitis. Um, so after that, I was thinking, hang on, hang on a minute. Does that Maybe those spots caused um, Crohn's disease. But also, when I was younger, um, I liked, um, I, I did really like biscotti, um, having like biscotti um, um, when I was younger. But um, a few years later, I, was, I couldn't eat it because I, I was nearly sick over having that um, particular food. So um, maybe it was, maybe it is caused when you're younger, when you're younger, and you just don't notice it. For some people, to you're a little bit older. Yeah. So the cream that you had actually said it may cause ulcerative colitis. I've never yeah. seen that before. Yeah. But that was, yeah. They said um, may cause ulcerative colitis, but um, um, so that, that is a. That is a theory about how I got it because um, that's the thing. Like we don't actually know how we got it, but we can have a little bit of idea, maybe how we come across it. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of a, a cream or anything like that, or anything at all, with that having a side effect. That I wonder what the science is behind that. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, because um, everyone's different. Yeah. It's all about like learning, trial and error, figuring things out. So after I had my surgery in 2015 of the foot of my intestines out, um, I started Humera. I really got into like dieting, portion control, really focusing on what I could and couldn't eat, um, getting a good exercise regimen. I noticed every time I worked out, I used to, I feel great. Even if it's like a little run or a little walk or just like weight training a little bit, that always helped. Um, then I stopped eating meat in 2017. So I haven't had meat for about three years. Um, and I noticed being on a plant-based diet really did help me. Um, I just, my stomach felt fantastic. I had more energy. Um, it, was a, it was a good experiment. I just tried it just as an experiment and it worked out really well. Uh, that, like, like it, that, that is good like to with, like, experiment on different things. So like, like now, you know, like I mean, you're doing quite well without eating meat, which is um, probably proven maybe a good idea. So yeah, like with diet, it's, 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 like, it's good to try new things especially because you don't you just don't know do you if you can make if, if it's a trigger for you or um it, it might be just it might be good for you yeah i mean i think it's important in life for everyone to try new things but i feel like yeah. anyone who has crohn's colitis ibd it's almost imperative to try new things because as you know we're going to have our restrictions there are going to be things that you can't eat anymore so as those start coming off the list, it's important to try to put new things on the list and see if you like them or we'll get to like them. Definitely, yeah. That is, that, 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 that's like um, a really good thing. Like, uh, I know when I was, like, um, I, like when I was uh, in a lot of pain when I was, even before I was diagnosed or in, in, in a set of Crohn's disease, um, where I was in a lot of pain, um, the, the main thing I was eating was chicken. I, I was all right with chicken or my basically lived on chicken so I was eating that and of course like um like having that chicken I know you still in pain you'll still be in pain but it's just not like I, for me I had to go and liquid drinks which, which were, wasn't nice but um you had to eat yeah, for a lot of a lot of times in like right when I got really sick in like 2014, I was in the hospital a lot and I wasn't allowed to eat at all. 
Um, so I kind of just got used to not eating for a while and I would just be have the, I'd have the IV in my, um, in my arm there. And then even at home, like every time I ate, I got sick. So for a while, that's, you know, probably another reason why I lost 80 pounds. Um, and it was just, it was, it was rough for a little bit, but you know, I got very lucky that I had a good gastroenterologist. Uh, I wasn't afraid to tell him exactly what was going on and be very honest. And we kind of pinpointed the problem and we were able to solve it. Yeah, because it, it can take um, it can take a while like, to solve a problem. Like um, at, like when you you was diagnosed with Crohn's, would you say you was diagnosed quite quickly? I was not. Um, it took about two years almost. Um, so I had symptoms at first in 2010, and then I thought that you know it was just a stomach ache, even though it was really bad. And I was like, I've never had a stomach ache like this before. I just thought it was maybe a bad stomach bug. So then it went away, then it would come back, then it went away, then it would come back. Um, then it would get worse. So then I went to the doctor and then they couldn't find anything wrong. So they sent me to a specialist and he couldn't find anything wrong. Um, Cause they would do it. They did like a, a colonoscopy an endoscopy, but they couldn't find anything cause it was so deep into my small intestines. So it was finally my third doctor we did an MRI and then he found it deep in my small intestines. And it was funny because as soon as he did it, he was like, oh, Crohn's disease, there you go. And I was like, all this time and it just took so quickly? Yeah. About two years. Hmm. So uh, it, it, it might not seem like two years long, not, not that long, but it is in a way quite like with like having those um, like procedures and, the, and, and having all that done. But at least you, at least you did actually find like you found out what was the problem with Crohn's. Yeah, it was relieving to finally have an answer. Um, and it, it, I guess, yeah, two years doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're in pain and you want to know the answer, and I've talked about this before, like things just take time, the process. You know, you make the doctor's appointment and you have to wait a few weeks. Then you get the test scheduled. Then you have to wait a few weeks to get the results. Then you have to set up a follow-up, which is like, now that you're talking about, that's almost two and a half months there just for one doctor and then if they find nothing you got to do it all over again and it's it's kind of frustrating at the time definitely yeah because um i would say like with me getting diagnosed um like i think it, my me getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease wasn't even i think it i'd say maybe three to four weeks so it, like you can see like how different me getting diagnosed is to you because it, we're, we're all different but we've got the same um disease and when I had my like cono lotopy, um, I uh, like I'm um, having it done. Um, I know like some people can put to sleep, but having it done, um, and like well, I, I was just a little bit sedated, so like, I kind of witnessed it all there. Um, so like um, when having it done, um, I, I was I just looked on a little screen, like it was like in your insides, um, like, like a little TV. <laughs> so um. I watched that during it, and then when I got, I heard, I heard my consultant say, Crohn, the word Crohn's, and of course at the time, I have no idea what Crohn's is, I didn't, I never heard the word before, so um, I come out, I come out, I um, say to my mum, I've got, I've got Crohn's, <laughs> and then the funny thing is after, the consultant, a little while, little while after, I meet my toast, <laughs> and and the consultant says, you've got Crohn's. So in a way, that was quite funny, me saying, finding that out, like saying that I've got Crohn's before I'm actually told I've got Crohn's. So you were awake during the colonoscopy? 
Yeah, I, I, I was sedated a, a bit, but I witnessed um, like um, like the like um, the um, like the tube like that, go, that goes down your back passage and the um, yeah. down down your um, throat, where I would say like um, like if I had to choose one, which was better, I would say um, like from my experience, I would say um, the back passage where um, I feel weird. Um, like um, it's like a little like suction pipe, um, but um, I didn't. I wouldn't say like the, the one going down your throat very much because it's like um, like you were gagging and like kind of wanting to get it out, but everyone, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's still in your in your throat. So um, I'm glad that's over. But I know that I'll probably have more kind of more of them during my life because you have to get checked when having Crohn's and see what's happening in there. Correct. I think I've probably had about 10 or 12 so far, um, but I've been asleep for every one of them. They completely knock me out and it's very relaxing. I put the little mask thing on and then they count it down. I go to sleep and I've been lucky. Every time that I've woken up, I've been completely fine. Um, I wake up within about an hour and, you know, no discomfort. Um, I've heard horror stories of some people who really don't feel well after colonoscopies, uh, or with uh, anesthesia, but luckily I'm mm. good with both. Everything's been completely fine. Yeah, like um, like how was you like um, like knowing that you was gonna have like your like your first one, um, like we're having that first one. How, how are you feeling about it? I'm trying to think what my first. I th I don't remember when I got the first one, and it's so commonplace now that it's fine. But I knew I was going to be asleep, so that didn't bother me. I just figured, all right, fine, I'll be sleeping, so I won't feel anything anyway. Um, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, my doctor reassured me that you know it's a standard process. People get them every day. There's nothing to worry about. We're going to take good care of you. Um, I remember he told me there might be like a little bit like gas discomfort, but he said you know nothing that you can't handle. So he made me feel very at ease before I took it. Uh, but yeah, I felt great afterwards. It's been a good experience every time. It, like uh, I know not everyone has one, but um, it is like especially with Crohn's or IBD. It's a more it's a, it is a common thing to have like when you get diagnosed, especially um, because mm -hmm. um, it's not a nice experience. Like um, like if you're there, wait wait for it. <laughs> but um, it's it, it's alright because um, I. Like the good thing about it, like you're getting treated, like um, like getting a diagnosis at the end of the day. Yeah, that was another thing too. I was at the point where I just wanted answers. So anything the doctor told me I had to do to get an answer made me happy. Like I trusted him. I was like, you know, whatever you want me to do, just to figure out how we fix this, I'm in. So I remember um, I got told that I was I was I got diagnosed and I was treated in the in the right time because. I think it was only longer I would have needed surgery so I was happy that it all got done at the right time and it all had to get pushed for appointments because if I, I would have, I would have had surgery if like um, my mum my like my family didn't fight to get appointments because um appointments they, they were saying that it was going to be maybe like a month or down the line to have one or get seen for it so I was glad that like we got pushed to get a diagnosis. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to get surgery a little bit earlier than I originally did. Um, they rushed me to a hospital in New York City because they thought, you know, we have to do the surgery. It's beyond the point of fixing. But then at the last minute, my gastroenterologist decided against it. 
uh, and he wanted to try Remicade one more time. I had been on Remicade, then I stopped. Uh, so we did the Remicade and it was working, but maybe two weeks after I started, I had an allergic reaction to it. I developed antibodies to it. So my whole body, all my joints locked up, um, like yeah. jaw, arms, legs, like impossible to move, uh -huh. extremely painful to move anything. So we went back to the hospital again. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, we decided to do surgery because my uh, small intestines were so inflamed in certain parts. It was like the walls were pretty much rotted away. Yeah, because mm. it's not nice, like I'm having like a reaction like that. Like, like, a, like, like before that reaction, would you say like that um, was working for you? It was, yeah. The Remicade was working. It's just until my body decided to fight against it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, it's, it's weird to describe. But you didn't realize what was happening when it was happening. I felt real tired, but I just thought I had a long day. And then like I could barely walk and I was like, what is going on? And then I came mm -hmm. home and then that was it. I got in bed and I didn't move for like three days after, Excuse uh, me, after that. But that is the thing with like, um, like being on a drug, maybe like um, for a while thinking it's going like really well. Like um, I can say like for a drug, I was on infliximab, um, an infusion drug where I went with my first um, proper um, by logic, where uh, I went into hospital um, every um, like to have it done. And on the ninth one, um, I thought, because it went a little bit faster each time I went, and on the ninth one, uh, I had a bad uh, reaction during the 15 minutes of the infusion, actually starting before. So it was starting 15 minutes. Um, I had, um, uh, I was thinking, um, like, uh, I was feeling actually a little bit tired, a bit like, like you said for yours, uh, I was feeling a bit tired um, and all of a sudden a bit all red. Uh, I didn't think anything of it um, at, the, at, the, at the minute. And then the nurse came to said, are you all right? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then um, a couple of seconds later, I say, uh, no, I'm not all right because I'm, f I'm all red. I look all red. I feel all red. I feel like I'm in the sauna. And then um, I was all, all, all like, um, like, like I'm burning. And I was like, um, like, like the candle that was in, that was all hot. And then I, I was struggling to breathe as well. Um, which I needed oxygen for, where they put the oxygen tank on me. So, and then I got laid back and I, uh, the, the fusion had to stop. And then um, I had oxygen and I, I, the hotness went. And um, like at the time I was thinking, I'm surely not going to continue this infusion today. Um, and then um, the consultant um, then, like, informed the nurses and stuff um, to continue with the infusion. But at a much lower rate, and I did finish it. And then since after that, um, I saw him a couple of days later, and then he said, um, "I should come off that now. I'm going to a different medication, where I am now on Humira, which I got moved on to. Um, I'm Humira, so I've been on that ever since, which is they working quite well. I said from that little spillage I had not long ago." <laughs> Yeah, Humera has been great. Uh, between Humera and then I noticed portion control really helps. If I have bigger meals, like sometimes when I'm really hungry, I want to have a big plate of food and I just keep eating and eating and then I feel too full after. But if I have small meals, I notice it gives my body more time to digest it. I don't feel as bloated and there's no pain. Um, and then, yeah, just really exercising. I just noticed that any sort of physical activity really does make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. Like... um. Like, like, 
it's like fatigue like um do, do, do you get fatigue like with current if i'm not feeling well i do get fatigued um sometimes and i was wondering that actually if you're able to still have fatigue even though you're in remission i don't know if that's a thing or not um because some days i do feel extra tired but i figured eh, maybe i just didn't sleep well but i'm wondering if that's possibly just a side effect of the crohn's even though i feel good i could maybe still feel fatigued i never actually got an answer from that like a professional mm. answer because i'm um, like because fatigue is like a big one for me i'm like a i like extra, extra tired um like especially we're doing like a activities like um like maybe at college doing, doing some like um here playing football um like i'd say mm-hmm. i get i'll get i'll be shattered maybe sometimes i might have a little nap like, like um like maybe when i come home from school college um so i'd say like um especially with doing like sports throughout oh, chronic yeah. fatigue is a big yeah. one so that's really i take um um b12 um injections but now I just take ta- I take um, tablets now where of course I can't go and have injections in a doctor's surgery at the moment so that kind of like probably helps to like the fatigue a little bit more. Yeah I think it's important that we're getting all of our nutrients um, I think sometimes people like they don't take a multivitamin they don't really pay attention to what even people that you know regardless of Crohn's or anything like that just everyday life people don't really take notice of what nutrients they're putting in their body or they're missing. So I think it's important to definitely make sure you're getting all of the important nutrients. Definitely. Like, and staying hydrated is like, as well, you've got to like, um, if you're not hydrated, that can even make you more tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's so many little things that yeah. like, you really have to think about. Like you said, like, did I have enough water today? Did I really sleep fully last night? Um, like, am I stressed out? Like there's a lot of factors that take itself into place. Yeah. Cause I, I like, uh, I've noticed with like lots of people, that I've spoke to and then like in my experience like um stress can be a big impact like and um, with pain it's like um IBD Crohn's disease as well absolutely I feel like it's a revolving door because you're already stressed out and then you worry that when you stress out more it'll make you feel not so good and then like you're always worried about every little thing because Crohn's does tie into every aspect of your life what you're eating where can you go is there a bathroom close uh, am I going to get sick can I, you know, like, there's so many questions you're constantly having to ask yourself and be aware of your surroundings. Because, um, like, like myself, um, like, um, I have my own, like, um, can't wait card where, like, in case I needed to go to um, a toilet, maybe in public, I'll, I'll just show it. But um, it's, it's not, they don't have to um, let me in. It's like, is that, it's, it's kind of there. Um, like, it's up to them, really. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've, like uh, especially, uh, I remember one, one time I used it where I needed like to go, um, it was in a pub where um, there was no, there was no um, like a restaurant, there was no um, public um, toilets in there. And um, there was only a staff toilet. So first of all, I didn't get the card out. I said, um, can I go to the toilet? Um, I've got Crohn's disease. Um, and then they said, no, to start with, um, it's only a staff toilet. Then I showed the card and they said, yeah, you can go through. Okay. Yeah, but you're right, though. I guess places do not have to legally honor that, so it's lucky that they did. Yeah, because you don't have to. Like, um, like, um, like even before, um, like, of course, um, I'd say people who don't know me and I've just gone into, like, a disabled toilet, so they look at me and they think I'm nothing on it. I'm not sure. I'm just a, um, like a guy just um, going to the toilet. I don't have any, probably doesn't even look like I have a chronic condition. 
where I just got like a stare and like from person like why are you using the, that disabled toilet yeah they just think you're just a regular guy yeah which I mean you are a regular yeah. guy but they, the expectations of people is oh if it's a disabled toilet someone has to be in a wheelchair yeah. someone has to be physically ill for me to accept that it's okay for them to use it yeah because it's not it's not like um like it's not just like being like disabled having um chronic illness it's not just a person in a wheelchair i know it's not people aren't like it I, it must not it can't be nice being in a wheelchair like um, um that is a that is um like a i have the right for them to go into disabled toilet so so like um like, like us if we if we have a if we like have a chronic condition we have the right as well Mhm. yeah i absolutely agree it shouldn't you know, not just be a physical outside appearance because you don't know what the person inside is actually going through. Yeah, because not like um, lots of people do go through like battles that we most of us are not aware of. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, like um, like because I know um, like with Crohn's disease, I'd say um, quite a lot of people who don't know about it. Maybe we'll just say Crohn's disease is a just um like an like ill like you just got a bug or toilet condition don't you think it's something yeah sometimes i always try to think when people ask me though i've never heard of crohn's what is crohn's i try to think of the best answer without having it be this long contrived uh description because <laughs> uh, there's so many layers to it um but i normally just say you know crohn's disease is you know the inflammation of my small intestines uh, there was a lot of pain, a lot of running to the bathroom, a lot of discomfort, a lot of nausea. Um, and then we see where the conversation goes. It could be going into a million different directions after that. Yeah, because I know, like, um, like especially with Crohn's disease, uh, people do lose their jobs because they can't physically go in because they're that poorly. Which, in like, because um, I know not, like, I reckon uh, some people just think of it, um, your... Um, you just you're ill. You can't come in. You can't. Well, we need you to come in, like for your job, but you can't do that. That actually happened to me as well. I was sick, and then I took a leave of absence from work. Um, but you think you're only allowed a certain amount of time. So I was out for about six months, and by the time I came back, my position was lost already. I was still yeah. allowed to work there, but my position as a supervisor was taken away because they filled it with somebody else. Um, and then if, say if I was out even longer, I would have lost my job. Then I would have lost my insurance. So then I couldn't have coverage for when I'm sick. It doesn't make any sense the way everything is set up. Definitely, yeah. Like, like, um, what, 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 what do you do now? Like with your job? I am the manager of food and nutrition at a hospital actually right in my town here, um, in oh, Patterson, New Jersey. So I do that. And I'm also in school for my master's degree in dietetics for nutrition. Yeah. So, I keep a busy schedule. Yeah, very busy, very busy. <laughs> like, um, is that like, um, is that like, um, like, like, like going to the hospital? Is that like, um, every day? Like, you go? Uh, yeah, five days a week I go. Uh, during the quarantine, I've been going every day. We've had no time off, because uh, you know we still got patients we have to feed. So, and I was a little concerned. I mean, not really that concerned, but I it did cross my mind that since I am. Uh, with a compromised immune system that I should be extra careful. But, you know, I just was staying socially distant. I used to visit a lot of the patients, but I stopped that for a while. 
Um, you know, always making sure I have my mask on and washing my hands and just taking all the proper precautions. And I, I did not get sick, so that worked out luckily. Yeah, because it's like, um, like, like, how is it in America, like with coronavirus? Because I know it's very different, and America is a big place, much bigger than the UK. Um, like, how is it over there? Right now, it's pretty. It's crazy, but I feel a lot of people are already tired of dealing with it. So I feel like they are being more lackadaisical on wearing their masks and staying socially distant. So many people are just want to go out that they just don't care about following the rules anymore, that they're almost tired of it. I feel like we live in a very entitled land where people want things, they want it their way and they want it right now. Nobody has any patience, nobody thinks about the future. Um, but luckily in New Jersey, we are one of the green states, so we're doing things correctly for now. A lot of the other states are having bigger problems, um, but hopefully people do the right thing and play it safe because if it comes back even worse later in a couple months i think it's going to be a bigger problem for a lot more people definitely yeah because um like like um actually today is the first time um like um lots of things are like in the uk are being restricted like they're loosening lots of things over here um like pubs they're open now um like going to the cinema like like quite a lot of things where um like um people can go out and do more yeah we're starting to do that here as well um like we have outdoor dining for restaurants but the tables are spread out um a lot of the little shops are able to open but we have to make sure that there's only a certain amount of people in at a time so they're taking the right precautions it's just a matter of like if people are having parties at the house and there's just a bunch of people there and you just got to be careful because yeah, i completely understand why this is like they're open to everyone because people like um like with like jobs they have to like earn money and for a living but um at the same time it can be like scary going back as well because um what's happening at the moment yeah a lot of my friends were working from home uh they were not able to go to their job some of them still have not been able to go to their job a lot of them lost their job some of these businesses that just couldn't stay afloat while things were shut down um so it's, it's pretty sad a lot of people are going through a lot of hard times Definitely, yeah, because um, like like for me, I'm like I, I throughout like um, like I got to, I got a letter told I had to stay in for twelve weeks, so I stayed in, did like my um college work at home on on a computer, where mm -hmm. um like at, at the moment where like where I would have to due to go back in September, but um I don't like I can't say if I will like I, of course I, I have a course to go to like um at the moment at this moment in time of the rules are that um, I can go in one whole day, one whole day, and then um, the other days I can do it at, on the computer at home. But um, I suppose it depends how it is at, in September, I suppose, because if it's like, um, like um, it's getting, coronavirus is getting worse, um, I just like, um, and I don't know about what's going to happen about um, like keeping apart from people because they might reduce that as well. Yeah, they haven't announced it here yet. And I'm kind of wondering how things are going to be too, because I'm interested to see what the school year is going to look like. But I know they were talking about maybe doing some classes online and some classes in person. So I guess we'll just see, take it one day at a time, right? Yeah, definitely. And like going back to like um, like the jobs, um, like like working, uh, like, like I, I remember when I, like before this whole, um, before the coronavirus, like at the start of it, I had, I, I'd say, um, 
it was work experience yeah it was work experience but I, I was getting paid where i didn't have to get paid and like the place i went to they just like enjoyed me and they liked me and they thought that they offered me like um money and like um each um each week where it was, it was quite nice but um and they, and they and they understood my crohn's like um like with my crohn's and like, like my autism too so like they, they, they didn't actually know anything about crohn's or autism where so I, did, I sat at the table I, I did a meeting and i told them about it where and then I, like um especially which was good because um one time a person was ill there and um i said don't go near me because um i've got cold so uh, that's good and they all knew and um i said um like like um i wasn't going in the past few weeks um like like uh, where coronavirus was getting noticed a bit because I didn't mm. want to risk myself going, but um, like I said to them, um, like like um, like, uh, like I wasn't going to go in, and we'll just see how it maybe return when um, hopefully the coronavirus is ended. But I know when this finishes, it's not going to be the same. That is true. There's a lot of things that are going to be different. Plus, you just your perspective too. It's like I feel like it's it's going to be weird to like high five people and hug people. You're going to be your first reaction is going to be to like, wait a sec, or like, oh, where's my mask? And then you, oh wait, I don't need a mask anymore. It's like we're already changing our everyday routines. Yeah, and like hygiene as well. Like I know, like us, like like we keep like probably a soap in our back pocket, always keeping check of keeping clean. And st- even before this, like um, like with people with colds. I would be like an extra little bit cautious about going in, um, going close and a little bit, bit anxious and especially um, like um, it was like when coronavirus was getting a bit noticed a bit about, about a bit more during college and um, uh, it was it was during a maths class where uh, a teacher assistant was um, sneezed and uh, I what I did is I uh, what I went out to class I took my stuff under I just I went I went out because. Uh, I didn't know, like, if I didn't know, she, like, she had coronavirus, like, they, they might think I was being like a bit over the top, but I, I didn't, didn't really want to risk myself. I don't blame you. You have to play it safe and just be smart. You gotta look out for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, like, uh, like, 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 throughout having Crohn's disease, um, is there any um, like, uh, events or like, uh, raise money or anything like that? Have you done? Um, yeah, I've done work for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. We had an event, actually, it's, it's MetLife Stadium, which is right here on the border of uh, New Jersey and New York. So that's where the Giants play football. Um, it's a huge stadium. It's really cool. I love uh, WWE wrestling. They had WrestleMania there two years ago. So they had a big event, and I got to just walk around on the field as like a coordinator and just pretty much have free reign of the mm-hmm. whole stadium. Like, that was so cool. Um, and they raised, I think they raised about $200,000, I think it was that day. Um, one of my goals specifically is to start doing fundraisers for specific people. Because, um, like, for example, like, not to sound like a conspiracy theorist guy or anything like that, but, like, I don't know where a lot of this money goes. I'm not mm. saying it goes to bad places, but I just personally don't know where it goes. And I know so many people that they get sick and they lose their job and they lose their insurance and they can't afford for uh, medication. So if we could start like fundraisers and events where we know that the money goes directly to people who cannot afford their medication, I think that would be a fantastic uh, route to go. That's kind of my next project I'm working on. That that is like a really good idea to do because like like as you say, you kind of want to 
lots for the people who really need the, like the, the medication and the, and it can help them maybe possibly get into remission or just reduce that bit of pain. And for example, like Humira for here in America is $2,000 a pop. That's a lot of money. And then like when I, when I went, got a new job in this past October, I had no insurance for three months because you have to wait until it kicks in. So yeah. it's like, what am I supposed to do about my medication now that I have no insurance? Luckily, my gastroenterologist like gave me free samples to hold me over, but not everyone is that lucky. Yeah. Like, like it is like, um, like, especially with my, like, inflicts them out it, like, um, when I was on it, 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 it like, uh, at some point I, I might have had to stop because like with the funding, like uh, that was going to stop the funding of, of, of the inflicts map where I m might have to change drugs and that might not have been, um, worked for me. I, so I, I might've gotten some pain and like, that's the thing with like Crohn's disease. There's lots of drugs out there. There's lots, lots, lots of new things to try and and like with the names, it was it's quite funny because they're all different names. And where I find most of them, like especially um like like Flex Man, they all kind of end with Imab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I think I want to just do some things coming up. Like for example, like I'm a I'm a DJ. Uh, so like maybe even doing like Instagram live DJ sessions where we start raising money for a specific person who maybe needs help with their medication or with their supplies or anything like that, just to kind of help the individual rather than, uh, I don't know where certain monies go in certain foundations. Like I said, I don't, I'm not saying that it's going to a bad place. I just don't know where it goes. Yeah. And that, that, that's completely understandable with, with like, um, like, like with raising, raising money for like a, a specific cause, which is like, um, like, like is at your heart with, um, like a, like the, there's a couple like charities um like a, like I'd raise awareness there's like um there's, there's all sort of charities out there which need help especially what's happening at the moment because they're losing quite a lot of, of stuff with, yeah. Um, yeah like like here there's um like what I raised money for in my two point six challenge not long ago was Currency Clutch UK which was struggling but there, there are other charities that like there's lots of charities out there. Absolutely. I think it's great. Anyone who does, you know, anything to raise awareness or help anybody else out, I think it's all super important. So thumbs up to everyone who does that. Definitely. There's a big well done. And I think, I think we talked about before about an um, event that I'd like to do, like with skydive. I know you still want to <laughs> skydive. Yeah. Like um, a, a nice, um, it, it'd be fun. It, it, it's something I've always wanted to do because I think it's like a, once, once in a lifetime opportunity to like um jump out of jump out in the sky going down and just like even raising more money for like currently Clark UK like I'd raise for um which is would be brilliant and like I know you don't know what's going to happen like um like going down it might go wrong but what what I think about is just is it, at least you're having a go. I think it's definitely, I mean, it, people do it all the time. It's, I, tr I trust the safety of it. I just feel like that's just a very frightening thing for me. But I think it's really cool. And if you were to ever set something up like that, I would totally support it. I would happily donate money to see you jump out of a plane. So I think that's awesome. You, you'll have to go after me. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like I said, I, be, I will fly to the UK and just stand on the ground and clap as you come down. That's it. <laughs> 
Yeah, because like um, like a like an indoor skydive is um quite different to I would say quite different to an outdoor one. Even though I had the little VR set on when I went and did an indoor one, like you're outside, but um, it'd be a very good thing to do. Like um, maybe when this whole coronavirus is um okay and because like, I don't know when there's going to be a cure. Um, like it could take could take forever, but we can just hope. But we hope for a cure for crimes. Absolutely. Just take one day at a time, right? Yeah, just one day at a time. Take everything. Just take your time with things. <laughs> and like, um, like with like, um, going out, um, like, um, like when you knew like the coronavirus, especially you work in a hospital, um, like, how would you feel about going around the place when um, coronavirus is going about? I felt okay. I wasn't really concerned with myself. I was concerned with possibly getting others sick. Like I was afraid that if I happened to catch it, I think maybe just because I'm used to having Crohn's and going through crazy stuff, I just had a feeling that if I got it, I'd be able to just deal with it. Because, you know, we're kind of used to pain tolerance and being sick and all that stuff. But I was just afraid of maybe getting a family member sick or getting someone else sick. That's what I was afraid of uh, happening. Definitely. Because I suppose when you get being told to like... um self-isolate at home and like um locked in say locked in um your own room can't see anyone it, it is quite hard for people to be doing that because um it's hard like you've you got like probably the four walls in your room and not seeing anyone else except from just like saying you've got going to the kitchen and keeping making sure like another family member's not there so it's all hard yeah but i mean then again that was the better part of me for about a year and a half when i had Crohn's though yeah, didn't out. I was sick. I was always home in bed, not feeling well a lot of times. So I kind of am used to it. It's almost like peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like like myself. I'm I'm used to my like my own company at home, but I know like um I've seen like seeing my friends um, meeting meeting up. I know like I can't meet up, but like at some time point, I probably I would like to meet up with people. Like um, but I think you got to think about is maybe. Like, have they seen anyone? Like, like the thing about the coronavirus, you don't know. Some people might already had it, and like, um, like I, I'm not sure if people can get it twice. So I don't know about that. But um, but I think it's not. Like, especially for us, it we can't risk ourselves getting that. Yeah, I think one of the most important things we could do as human beings is to be comfortable being with our own company, being with ourselves, enjoying time with ourselves. Uh, being happy and doing fun things with ourselves, you know, not having to rely on other people. I think it's it's an important lesson for everyone to to do. Definitely, because like um, like it can it can impact everyone in all sort of ways. But in a way, you got to try and think of like um the happy things about about it all, not try and like keep keep um like maybe go out of the house, maybe for a nice walk, you know, open space, um which is one thing I, I, I would say because going in open space, getting the air against your face really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, you know, you always want to just make sure that everyone around you is safe. I think that's the most important part. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, Mark, is there anything um, else you'd like to say just like uh, to um, finish up? Um, just a reminder to everyone out there who is going through anything hard, um, whether it's Crohn's, colitis, IBD, anything health related, you know, just have faith, have hope, 
keep your head up, stay positive. Um, make sure that it's, you know, you're feeling the feelings that you're having. Don't try to push them away or deny them. But then once you mm -hmm. feel those feelings, use your perspective to decide what you want to do next. Like, all right, that mm -hmm. sucked. I agree. I'm pissed off that that happened. But now what? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, take that momentum and get some positivity and figure out, you know, where's the silver lining? How can I give back? How can I make this a plus? I think that's really important, just the mindset and mentality. Definitely. That mindset is really important. And like what you think and try and think good thoughts and uh, about this. And especially the internet is um, a very good thing in these times. Don't you think because with like speaking to people on, on like online, on um, on Instagram and like speaking to other people, which is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And don't be afraid to reach out to other people too. You know, we're all here to help each other. The Crohn's community, especially on Instagram, like everyone's got each other's back. If you have questions, if you want to just vent, I always tell everyone, if you want to vent, I'm more than happy to listen. If you want to say, Hey Mark, my day sucked. Let me tell you about it. Cool. Like I'm here. Yeah. And like, um, like, um, Mark's Instagram is Crohn's Clotis TV where he's been doing awesome work where like talking to other people like, um, like on, on an Instagram live where he speaks to them about like, their experiences. He has quite a lot of fun stories, don't you, Mark? Yes, uh, definitely. Anyone listening, if you have Instagram, make sure you're following me at Crohn's and Colitis TV. Anyone who's interested in sharing their story, slide in my DMs and let me know. I'd love to have uh, some new friends and some new guests. Yeah, because I, I, like, I, I quite enjoyed like um, sharing my story with you and it's like it's been nice like here, here today like 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 um returning the favor where i can hear your story yes thank you for having me on i really appreciate you taking the time it's uh yeah. it's a different because i'm so used to hearing other people's stories i don't really get to share mine often so thank you for the mm. opportunity and i think it like 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 with you being so open about talking about your crones will help other people maybe speak out about their crones share it stories with others even just it don't have to be much you can just maybe just tell one person about like um, your crones Absolutely. If you could help like at least one person, or if I could say something that one person, it'll change their perspective or their day, then that, that's awesome. Definitely. So um, yeah, again, Mark, it's been awesome speaking with you and hearing about your story. And I've learned some, some things today, which are, I never knew about you, but like with, with your Crohn's disease. And, um, thank you again. Thank you, Mason. I appreciate uh, you taking the time and you let me know when we're going to go skydiving. <laughs> yeah I, I look forward to that skydive awesome <laughs> thank you mark i have a good one take um, care stay safe you as well sir